well, here we are, part two. <laughs> now, I've been receiving many comments, many questions from you guys with regards to the conversation that I had with Rhoda Barath on Soka's worship. And yes, I know we didn't exactly cover Soka and worship, but you have to listen hear it <laughs> so part two we're going to talk a little more about that and i hope that you enjoy the conversation between rhoda and me and just you know use the the information that you have now to learn to research to grow in your knowledge about different things by no means am i meaning to convert anybody i just want you guys to be open to another school of thought so before we go ahead I just want to share the word of the day with you. Today's word of the day is verisimilitude. Verisimilitude is the appearance or semblance of truth, likelihood, or probability. It is a noun. Let me find a sentence to help you. According to O. O'Brien, artificial intelligence will soon push the verisimilitude of computer-generated fake images and videos beyond what even skilled human editors can produce. This was said by Emma at Grey Ellis, How to Spot a Phony, Images and Online Propaganda, Wired, uh, June 19th, 2020. Yeah, so look at the word, try to use it, probably try to pronounce it <laughs> even more than you're trying to use it. It gave me, it gave me some pause too. Anyway, um, here we go, part two. Enjoy. Through, through those two lectures, I got to a point where, you know, you have greater understanding. And then I started to dig. I started to do the, because one of the things that the African history lecturer had said to us in our class, he said, you all have to actively do the work of decolonizing your brain. Yes. Right. And in a, in a, in an out of class conversation, I was like, well, what do you mean by, you know, decolonizing your brain? And he said, well, what is colonization? He said, what does colonization do? He said, it takes away your language. It takes mm -hmm. away your religion. It takes away all of the things that help you to, to establish your identity and your sense of self. Mm -hmm. He said, so you now have to start to think about what are those things that have been taken away from you? Yes. Now, hmm. moving away from Christian religion was easy for me to do. Right. But figuring out how to access animist religion or, or, or indigenous African religions was a harder thing to do because of because yeah, of how it's, it's treated. Right, exactly, yeah. because of how it's treated in this sphere. So a lot yeah. of a lot of what I know and understand had to come from from reading, right? So I had to go and read a lot. Yeah. And then of course when when I when I started having longer, deeper conversations with the African lit lecturer now mm -hmm. he was able to because he is a practice in orisha he was able to and, and from nigeria he was able mm -hmm. to explain a lot more to me and point me in in particular directions yes. now i'm at the point where i don't necessarily feel like i need to join a shrine right but you see how hinduism and islam just tell you that their religions are a way of life yes yes Orisha, as far as I'm concerned, or I mean, Orisha is the term we would use here, right? Yeah. 
but any indigenous religion is a way of life. Yes. Has to be a way of life. So you get, from the time you, you get up to the time you rest back down in the evening, mm-hmm. these things, this whole business of energy and balance has mm-hmm. to inform how you are navigating your way through the world. Yes. And I am not talking about it in a superstitious way at all. It's Correct. everything. If I'm having a conversation with you, where do I want the conversation to go to? Do I want the conversation to be productive? If I want the conversation to be productive, then I have to generate the energy that will allow the conversation to be productive. Yes. If I don't want the conversation to be productive, then I have to generate that kind of energy as well. If I want the conversation to be something that is aggressive, if I want to shut it down, I have to generate that energy to make it aggressive and to shut it down. Yes. So once I, 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 it when it hit me, oh my goodness, this whole business of energy and balance, it's, it's is, you a know, there's a lot. Real, real thing. There's a whole, it's a, girl, it's a whole science. I, I have been, <laughs> I have been on a journey in the last couple of years, and um, that is actually what I wanted my first podcast to be about because I, that energy paradigm. That whole mm-hmm. idea that you control everything that mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. not not saying that there aren't forces that that you can't control. Eh? There are, right? Of yeah. course, of but, course. Um, through um, I was doing this twenty-one day abundance um challenge with for through Deepak Chopra the other day, and mm-hmm. um, and there's so many other things that apply to how we live our lives you know starting to do mm-hmm. things like crystals and all these things and i mean it just seems i mean when you grow up um but with different religions so so let me just preface this by um my parents christened me through the um open bible church and mm-hmm. then my dad um converted to islam um and, and and we were Islam until after the coup. Um, when my father was incarcerated, incarcerated after the coup, um, and my mother, well, of course, was like, "Yo, I'm not going through this. We uh-huh. are we are nomads again, <laughs> right?" Um, uh-huh. I went to church. I did different things. So you know, the fear of doing things and and somehow upsetting God, Jesus, whomever uh-huh. is there. But then, when you open your mind to just the whole premise that you control this this is this is about you completely that energy uh-huh. is real that um everything on this earth has a purpose everything on this earth somehow influence what you do in your life um how uh-huh. your life turns out man that thing has been mind-blowing and i'm not saying i completely understand everything and that i'm completely on board 100 i'm still learning but it, it is really really an eye-opener um, but but Acacia to jump in here mm-hmm. and offer offer a couple of thoughts. Mm-hmm. When you think about it from the perspective of physics. Yes. And there's the other. When you think about it from the perspective of physics, right? And you're looking at things like vibration, right? Yes. For for musical notes. Yeah. And you're looking at energy, right? Because mm-hmm. energy is, you know, negative and positive energy. Yeah. And force and all of mm-hmm. There is there's there's physics to support yes w- the point that we're making about energy and balance right science, even science. if you're just looking at things like sound waves and stuff mm-hmm. there's positive energy negative energy positive sound negative sound that sort of thing and 
there's a lot of research that looks at the impact of positive sound and negative sound and and on human beings mm-hmm. you know and and how people respond to those things yes now i mean there's a whole rabbit hole we could go down into with respect to talking about sound and how sound impacts on people and for me it's one of the things it's one of the things that we don't talk about when we're talking about the music that has come out of carnival yes. right because there is a method to Iowa's madness when Please. people want to be talking about when people want to be talking about how Iowa have no lyrics and I'm there like there's far more to a song than, than the lyrics, the lyrics. right yes. there's the sound right mm-hmm. there's 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 a coherence of the music itself the yeah. notes and the chords and the arrangement mm-hmm. and if you all if you can't see <laughs> that whoever doing Iowa's arrangement understands the energy that Iowa bringing and Iowa coming with sure. then then you then then you're not you are you're not ready to really talk about or yeah, think about soca music you're not ready music. to have that conversation you're not, you're not ready, ready to have that conversation i agree i agree you're not ready to have that conversation at all i always but, look at how and this is something you spoke to me about in terms of how the spirit moves you when mm-hmm. you listen to soca you can look mm-hmm. at any other music around the world there is mm-hmm. nothing that makes people move the way we do mm-hmm. the soca music anywhere else unless you're talking about african music right i was just about to say only only afrobeat yes only afrobeat yes other than only that, afrobeat your body is not going to move that way to other music I it's think they not try, going to but it's not natural no, it isn't because you could go to you can even with even with hip hop music which of course you know has similar roots and stuff right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you could go you could listen to hip hop music and you are not going to it's not the same body body movements no. that you're going to get at all no. it's three for me it's three sounds that you will that you will hear that will do that for you reggaeton to some extent mm-hmm. afrobeats and of course soca music and that's because i believe the the three musics are on the same rhythmic plane yes right and then they sit there on the same they on the same part of the the, the rhythmic continuum mm-hmm. and so as a result of that it's the same kind of beat it's the same kind of rhythm which is going to evoke the same sort of body movement yes. so there's a lot of there's a lot of dance mm-hmm. that is linked to 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 percussion mm-hmm. right and they are they are in my they they I think there are certain sounds not s o n g s but s o u n d s that are linked to to certain to certain percussive beats yes and all all three of those things are blended now mm-hmm. if we understood better the in the the indigenous systems that these things came from yes. we would be in a better position to explain and understand why we are the way we are yes so to get back to the point you were making about your journey with blackness mm-hmm. i have been having a similar journey with and when i'm when i say blackness here yeah, i'm probably using it interchangeably with africanness yes because for me there is there's a lot of focus not like i don't think that i could be any i don't think i could be part of any religion that is linked to any sort of judeo christian god yeah. i can't do it Same. like even if 
even if I even if I wanted even if even if somebody come and say to me well you know Rhoda you have to this that and the other I just can't like I can't even force myself to I do it. I feel exactly how you feel. <laughs> right? Exactly I cannot e- cannot even force myself to do it. And it's difficult um, to have a discussion with people sometimes because, you know, um, I, I really try to be- give space to my friends who are Christian to express them mm-hmm. as they need to because, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's their belief and I'm not, I'm not trashing on it at all. But mm-hmm. it isn't mine and sometimes, you know, the conversations happen and I kind of want to be like, ah, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but I also have to be mindful that Cass this is not this is not your this is not your party right now your friend needs yeah. to discuss whatever yeah 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 yeah, yeah. even to allow them their space but it is it is it has become increasingly difficult for me over the yes. few years um, to listen and accept without giving critique in my mind that you know this this thing don't apply to me well, and I get that, and and I I I agree with you there, because I'm of the mindset, I'm of the mindset that, you know, you give everybody their space. Yeah. Once they are respectful of your space. Yes. If they're not respectful of your space, you get them out of your space one time because nobody needs that negative energy, right? Correct. So, and if if I think that you are not going to be respectful of my space, if it is a public space that we share in, mm-hmm. I I will leave. I have no problems with leaving at all. Right, right. And and if it is my space, it is highly unlikely that I will invite you into my space. And right. if I have invited you into my space and you are generating that kind of negative energy, I will get you out of my space. Yes. Forthwith. Mm-hmm. It, there's no, no shame or embarrassment on my part at all. You upsetting me, please get out. Agreed. I, I have done that with workmen. I have done that with relatives. I have done that with any number of persons. Mm-hmm. You are upsetting my my energy right now. Mm-hmm. Please leave. I don't want the, it. The, the right. The door. The door is this way. Let, you know. Let's put an end to this interaction right now because yeah. this is unnecessary for both of us. Thank you. Thank you. Um. And as a result of that, it is. It has. I don't know if to say it has narrowed. Because me, I, I think narrow is is narrow might be the wrong thing. It has changed the scope. That, let me put it that way. It has changed the scope for who I would have as friends and who I would have as lovers. Yes. yes. Punto final. I just me, <laughs> me a business. Yeah. You show up and you have you know you have this particular worldview and I'm just thinking to myself, but it, it doesn't apply. There, I... It doesn't apply. There are no conversations you and I can really have. There are no mm-hmm. there are no um meaningful conversations we can have and i think i want to contextualize this better for listeners because you and i might know which is we talking about yes. but other people <laughs> might be lost in it agreed uh, so to make it clear if i think you are still of the mindset where you have bought into colonized ideas and colonized values and oppressive ideas and oppressive values I don't think that there's a lot that you and I can discuss in any fruitful way. Yes. So we can have an interaction. So let's say, let's say you were still of that mindset. Mm-hmm. We could have a conversation, but we would only have that conversation at a particular level. Yes. Right. It would be a very superficial conversation. For me to have a deeper, more meaningful engagement with you, we would have to be 
on the same path where we have begun the decolonizing process. Yes. So we are no longer invested in oppressive, um, yes. in, op- in concepts that, that are oppressive. Yes. And so once we not once once we on that particular path, then yeah, we could have the back and forth. We could have the conversations. We could have disagreements, because I I will be fully aware that we will both pull to we corners, mm-hmm. mull things over, chew things over, and then we will we will we will revisit the conversation. Yeah, yeah. So with an there open are, mind, with an open mind. Yes, yes. with an with an yeah. open mind, because the whole idea now is we on a journey. And we want to see where this thing going and we want to explore and discover things. And we also understand that we are on a journey that is where the pathway is, it's an underexplored pathway. So we, we only too happy to to meet other people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on this pathway. On this journey. Yeah. Yes. Because we need the company. You need, yes, you you need the company. You need the company. Mm -hmm. It can be difficult on your own. But if you find yes. somebody who's willing to, you know, go through the trenches with you, then yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it makes it even more inviting. makes it make makes the journey seem less scary. Because let's, I think, yes. I think it, it needs to be said that this journey is scary. By no means am I saying that you know, mm-hmm. hey, uh, you are no longer um, in belief of Christianity and you wanted to see something else. Go ahead. There, there are lilies and, and berries. You know, that feels like <laughs> you can jump through. That is it's a scary thing because you have been colonized and you have been, um, you know, inundated with, with Christian views that anything outside of that, even things as simple as Hinduism, it's so, mm-hmm. I mean, and which is, is one of the oldest religions in the world. And for some reason, I mean, you see here in Trinidad where Hinduism has been part and parcel of our culture for over 150 years, yet people mm-hmm. still have such closed-minded views to what mm-hmm. the religion because you know when it comes to to christianity um everything else is somehow something is wrong with it um and i do feel that way well you see and that's part of you see because it's the same sort of stigma that was attached that has been attached to orisha practices yeah anything that is polytheistic anything that you don't understand yes and again fortunately I've been in a position to talk to, and there's there's this girl that I would I would want you to talk to. Her name is Vian Ragunanan. Oh. Vian runs a temple. Yes. And she runs a Shakti Hindu temple. Mm-hmm. If I was going to be Hindu, I would be Shakti Hindu. Right. Because Shakti Hindu focuses a lot on female energy. Mm. And it is also Hinduism that um, respects, apart from respecting hin- um, female energy, it also focuses a lot on darker skinned, the darker skinned yes. um, groups that mm-hmm. came out of India. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's one of the reasons that Shakti Hinduism has been suppressed in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, and partly too because there's sacrifice, animal sacrifice and stuff associated with it. Mm-hmm. But if you want, if you want, a, a, if you want an example of hin, Hinduism that I find connects deeply with the balance of energies Mm -hmm. as opposed to the silly patriarchal orthodoxy that we get out of SDMS, Mm -hmm. Shakti Hinduism. And Vian Ragunanan is, she's one of the persons to talk to because Vian got me to create a link between um, the 
between the 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 mother the mother goddess yeah. not not lakshmi yeah 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 um and um all of the the the, the female deities yes. within the orisha system because they are they are they are connections right yes. there there are similarities i should say there are similarities between them mm-hmm. and you're looking at and i guess when we when we talking about I again I have so many different things that need to be elaborated on here properly. So but when I know, talk we about have, we have about five episodes of conversation <laughs> with you at least because um we haven't even touched on anything I wanted to talk about today really and I'm not even sure that I want to go there right now because I feel like this conversation is just so fruitful and I'm hoping that people who are listening just even if an inch of the yard that is spoken about here today that you understand an inch or at least an inch allows you to think hey let me learn more let me read more let me think more let me explore more about what i am hearing i mean it would it would it would make my heart smile it would be everything that i wanted out of this conversation um because it's so important to get away from mm-hmm. that colonized thinking um i am not saying burn down churches i'm not saying you know no i'm 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 definitely i'm definitely not advocating for that either um because people find meaning and they find comfort where they find meaning and comfort right and i i have an issue with that at all Mm -hmm. but what i what i am going to say is this when we talking about female deities and male deities here i'm i'm really still talking about energy yes yes because for for me everything boils down to energy mm-hmm. and there's a t- particular type of energy that you will associate with men so there's a you know an energy that you refer to as masculine energy yes and there are energies that you refer to as female feminine energy mm-hmm. and in listening to vian talk about um the divine mother in the in in the 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 the, the hindu the, the shakti hindu system mm-hmm. i saw a lot of similarities with female energy systems in the orisha system yeah. right so when you're talking about oshun and oya and and oh, yeah. yamaya and stuff mm-hmm. i saw i saw a lot of similarities mm-hmm. and it was it was is always been just very helpful talking to vian and getting vian to talk to me about um shakti hinduism and the importance of getting in touch with energy and yes. using energy mm-hmm. now because i grew up in a neighborhood that was predominantly hindu as a child and you know would have come from families that you know were at a point in time hindu mm-hmm. well they eventually became presbyterian and then my father became adventist Oh. but because yes yeah but be, <laughs> because i was growing up in a predominantly hindu neighborhood every morning i would get up and see the neighbors around me performing rt right right and they were pundits and stuff you talk to and i mean you know when you're a little child people is answer all the questions that you have to ask yes whether the you know they answered children's questions yes and i was always incredibly precocious so i would ask questions about rt and they would explain rt to me and it is only when i became an adult in my 20s that i began to realize that what rt is doing is incorporating positive energy mm-hmm. in a morning ritual mm-hmm. so you get up and you go out and you stand up and you face the sun yep and you face the sunlight right mm-hmm. 
and you have um, a brass or a copper taria, as it is the flat dish, mm-hmm. and the and and the lota, which would be the the, the brass jar yeah. in your hand, right? Mm-hmm. And you would you would you know there's a, a motion that you make a circular motion that you would make. Yes. And of course, that is there. That is supposed to help you to um, seize the energy or yeah, to kind of um, honing that particular energy, right? That, so channel, frequency. right? So to right to, to pull in and channel the energy yeah, at, yeah. at a particular frequency, mm-hmm. and then you pour water <laughs> from the brass jar into the brass plate, right? right? So you're incorporating all of the elements, and of course, you know there's there's. I mean, who's not happy about water? Right. <laughs> I, I don't know who's not happy about sound so it's of light. Water. Yep. Mm-hmm. The sound of water falling on it. That's and it is only when only when I started reading a little bit more physics in my twenties that I began to realize that what really going on there with that ritual is something that allows you to harness positive energy, energy that 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 Pro, that releases positive, um, positive not toxins. Yeah. Not positive, not toxins. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, right? So, so it gives you feel good energy. Yeah. So you know, we talk about you're going to exercise and you will release mm-hmm. endorphins or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. So you are releasing positive hormones in your system because you have done something that is both empowering and. Um, and, and comforting because ritual is thing that you're, you're accustomed doing. Yeah, tradition. Right? Right, tradition. So because you are doing something that is familiar, that allows you to get in touch with yourself and you are in, you're getting, you're also engaging with light, water, sound, air, all of those mm-hmm. things. You are starting your day off on the right foot. Yes. Listen to me. Yes. When that hit me in my 20s, I said to myself, but why we just be dogging people for their rituals, exactly. boy? Exactly. Exactly. Why we dogging? Why we dogging people for their rituals? And let it let if, it also be known that these people do it in the right way. Let's be fair. Yeah. A lot of us get why are we? Yeah. And start a day as helter and then you wonder why a day not going right. Why is your day not going the right way? Because and we have a saying for it: you get off the wrong side of the bed. Yep. 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 <laughs> Right, stillness and energy, mm-hmm. harnessing proper energy for the day mm-hmm. is what would set your day straight. That regardless mm-hmm. of what negative stuff comes your way, your inner frequency has already been aligned and balanced for the day. And if you have aligned your inner frequency Nothing can in that way, you will spend the rest of your day trying to keep it at that frequency. Exactly. Because as soon as you start to feel you're off kilter, you're, you're going to you be trying to do back. things to reset your mood. Yes. 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 This is this is an absolute truth. For me, I, I would say that that is something that I have definitely been leaning and trying to maintain over the last two years. And it really has helped me mm-hmm. to, to just be centered, um, especially in more recent time, uh, not to lose my cool over things that really I have no control over. You know, mm-hmm. just to be fine about certain things because at the end of the day, this particular mindset, this this moment of peace that I'm having, I want to maintain mm-hmm. this throughout my day, regardless of what mm-hmm. comes my way. Um, and I mean, I haven't done RT, but 
I understand it. And you're so right. It's physics, it's energy, it's science, the sound of water, the sound of water against brass, the light, mm-hmm. the entire, mm-hmm. that entire circle of energy that is happening at that point is a real thing. Um, yep. using, using your, um, gosh, what's the name of these things? Your, your, your bowl with the, gosh, they, they do it in the, uh, I don't remember the name of it, but essentially the way they, they harness the frequencies um yes the singing bowls and that kind of yes 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 (laughs) mind-blowingly real yes it is mind-blowingly real when this thing is done and i'm always like you know have you tried meditation i'm beginning to come off as one of those people (laughs) no but okay see here's it here's the thing that for a while for a, a, a period of time used to jar me that other persons who would be happy to practice their own religions mm-hmm. and see the comfort that their own rituals were bringing to them mm-hmm. couldn't see what was really and truly being done there. Yes. Because when you go to church and you are singing as a collective, mm-hmm. that, that's starting you off on the right energy, me. right? Yes, yes. When you go to, you know, whatever it is you're doing, and you are there involved in rituals that would have water and light and all of those mm-hmm. things involved. Mm-hmm. You would and stillness because that's what prayer is, right? Yeah. So when they tell you you get up and you kneel down and you and you're praying, mm-hmm. you are centering yourself and you are attempting to generate the right kind of energy yes. for the day through your own. It's the same it, 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 it's through across, your own. Yeah, across the board. It is across so the when board. you mm-hmm. across the board, so when you see that happening in Hinduism, why are you upset about it? Mm-hmm. And when when I see Orisha people who have shrines, and most of them, mm-hmm. the shrine corner of the yard, flowers, same school um, style, same right, setting, same same style, same ah. setting, allowing you right, allowing you to be able to you know incorporate water, incorporate light, incorporate air. Um, incense, all of those things is because people have decided that they want to have a little space to center themselves when they day come. And, that's all it's- and I think we should be glad <laughs> that people want to have a little space to center themselves yes. when the day come. Yes, absolutely. Because you don't want mad people running around the place. You don't want people who don't um, or cannot center themselves and, and, let's, and let's also be fair I think it's one of the things that when you know people say they're atheists and they don't have a religion and it gets a lot of people scared mm-hmm. about those people mm-hmm. about how they, they, they do things because to them not having an avenue to center um, is, is scary for a lot of people now we don't know a lot of us don't know that that's what it is we mean eh? or that that's what mm-hmm. it is we just think mm-hmm. um, this center has to be this date in the sky or whatever the case is. But the reality is, is you are essentially honing and, and streamlining energy in a particular way that makes you feel good, that makes you feel happy, that makes you feel purpose, whatever the case is. Um, you're going to have- so, so that's my essential conflict with Christianity, right? Right. And with any monotheistic religion, mm-hmm. I have found that too many monotheistic religions center the source of power outside of the person, 
mm-hmm. and not inside the person. Yes. yes. I don't know about you, but this discussion truly invigorated me. I was so excited to share it with you. I've listened a dozen times through editing and that kind of stuff, and I've just been really, really encouraged and excited by just all the possibilities, all the things that there are to learn about spirituality on the whole, you know? And yeah, it's not about you know criticizing one particular thing because i know we've all been raised or most of us have been raised to believe one type of thing but it's just about opening our eyes to the things that we you know potentially could have lost but we haven't because we continue to manifest them daily anyway without being that person who's asking you do you meditate I'm just going to go ahead with my day and remind you to please hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram at A-N-A-V-L-A-P. And, you know, let me know what your thoughts are about the episode. I'm open to whatever, you know. (laughs) Have a great week, people. Bye.